I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. It's Julie, your host here, and I wanted to jump on today and record a podcast about how to be a confident leader at any level. I've been coaching and mentoring for 15 years now, and one of the most common questions I get asked is, how can I be more confident as a leader, whether that be a leader of people or a leader of self? Confidence is one of the things that most people want more of and feel they lack the most. And this is across all genders. So I thought I'd share a bit of my story with you from when I was promoted to a very large leadership role that I felt I was ready for, but at the same time, I was absolutely shitting myself that I would fail on a grand scale with so many eyes watching me. I had to fight really hard for the role, which is another story for another time. But when I finally landed it, the doubts and fears and anxiety grew, which was crazy because I was so ready to take this role. But it's not uncommon. Even though my leader clearly saw me as capable, I didn't for a myriad of reasons, some of which I'll share here in a second. Now, I was taking on a huge challenge. It was a business of over you know, 100 people. It was performing really poorly and had a toxic culture with lots of instances of unacceptable behavior that had to be sorted out. And I was relatively young at 31 as a senior leader who would be leading people a lot older than what I was. So that's a bit of background as to the role I was taking over. It was in a corporate environment and I was taking over a business unit, if you like. So I inherited a team that I didn't create. So lots of people might resonate with that and others won't, but I think many who are leading people (laughs) will understand that leading people can be one of the biggest challenges, but also one of your biggest rewards if you do it well. A few things that contributed to my lack of confidence at this time was I was really scared that I'd fail. I'd started comparing myself to other leaders who were really successful in the business, thinking that I could never be like them. I was also under a lot of scrutiny 
anytime a new leader comes into a role, they're heavily scrutinized for what they know, their experience, their reputation, and if they would be white. Now, I was a people pleaser at the time, and I, of course, wanted my team to like me. It's human nature. It's one of our deepest needs is to be, you know, real part of a tribe. But my role was to lead that tribe forward towards success. And I needed them to be on board. So being a people pleaser was not going to serve me. And I knew that. And with the task that I had ahead of me, I was really doubtful that they would like me for a period of time because I had to make some hard decisions. Now, some other reasons why leaders lack confidence is that they haven't transitioned from the mindset of employee or colleague to the mindset of leader. This is really common for first-time leaders, especially when they're stepping up to lead their colleagues. They're a bit torn between, you know, are they still part of the gang or, you know, how do I lead my peers and still have them on board? I don't want them to resent me. This is a a really big problem for first-time leaders if they haven't transitioned their mindset, which is, of course, key for leadership. Another reason is imposter syndrome. And I'm sure that this is not a new term for you. Many leaders, despite their accomplishments and competence, may experience imposter syndrome, which is where people doubt their abilities and fear being exposed as frauds. Now, they might attribute their success to luck or to external factors rather than knowing their own skills and qualifications and having confidence in that. So imposter syndrome plays out and they're really fearful that they're going to be caught out because they don't know what they're doing, which of course is completely made up. But it is something that impacts a lot of people. The third thing is a lack of experience. Inexperienced leaders or those in new roles may feel uncertain and lack confidence due to their limited knowledge or they're not familiar with the people or the business, or the challenges that they face. And it takes time to develop expertise and gain confidence in leadership positions. A fourth reason is your high expectations and scrutiny. Leaders are often under constant scrutiny, both internally and externally. The pressure to perform and meet the expectations of stakeholders, employees, or the public can create a lot of self-doubt and erode confidence. Complex and ambiguous environments is another reason. Poor cultures and the lack of clear guidelines or precedents can make decision-making challenging and lead to doubts. That lack of clarity about what is expected of a leader and from a leader can be really demotivating. The sixth thing is criticism and negative feedback. Now, leaders may face a lot of criticism and negative feedback, whether it's from their team, peers, stakeholders, or the public. 
And constant criticism can really undermine a leader's confidence, causing them to doubt their abilities and decision-making skills. Often in a leadership role, you can feel like you are pleasing no one. And it can be really challenging. It can feel very isolated and very alone. So there are like some of the really common reasons why leaders feel unconfident in their role or lack confidence. So I wanted to share with you what I did. Now, before I started the role, I explored what I stood for as a leader. I had enough emotional intelligence and self-awareness at the time to know I needed to be really solid in who I was and what I stood for if I had any chance of success. I really thought about leaders that I admired and why I admired them. I really admired people who walked their talk, who were respectful, who gave me honest feedback in a timely manner, who praised me and who empowered me to step up and be a better version of myself. That's what I really valued in leaders and what really gave me confidence as an employee. So the things that I came up with were, and this is very, very closely aligned to my values, and this might be an easy way for you to think about this as well. So in essence, these were my leadership values. The first one was respect. That is one of my absolute key values. So I would listen, I would empower, I would make decisions that people might like or not like, but I really hoped that they respected me. And of course, in turn, I would respect them. Now, that's a key distinction from being liked. And what I believe that leaders should aim for is respect rather than being liked. The second thing was about being accountable. So I absolutely walk my talk. If I say I'm going to do something, I will deliver. And I expect my team to do the same. I'm a firm but fair leader. So I'm someone as a leader who gives three chances. I will explore with you the reasons that prevented you from achieving a particular commitment or outcome three times. And then we talk about consequence. So I believe that that is fair. I give people a really fair hearing and also I give them adequate time to improve performance. The, uh, what I'm up to, the fourth thing was I'm supportive. So I will give my team all of my support if they're leading above the line. And what I mean by above the line is that they are demonstrating behaviours that are in line with the culture that we're aspiring to, the vision that we're aspiring to, the goals that we're aspiring to, and a set of agreed behaviours that set our foundation for what was going to serve our culture and us as leaders, sort of what we would emulate. I was empathetic and on my side I had the fact that I'd walked in my team's shoes 
So I'd actually done their role because I, I had risen through the ranks of that business. So I understood their challenges. And if I didn't understand their challenge, I would take time to listen. And together, we would achieve. So I vowed to put myself in their shoes. And I would communicate. I'm a very, very clear communicator. I would communicate often and even more often if things were changing or we were having any challenges. So it was those six things that I really anchored myself to. And I'm going to put a caveat on this if this is something that you're going to explore for you. It has to be authentic to who you are. If you're trying to be someone that you're not as a leader, you're going to get found out very, very quickly. You have to be authentic. So if you're not someone who is going to be, say, firm but fair, don't say it. If you're not going to be accountable to your words, don't say it. If respect isn't a foundational value for you, don't say it. Don't say things that you can't carry through on and don't promise to be someone that you're not. You have to be authentic. Now, I anchored myself to these values and this supported me incredibly well at a time that was incredibly challenging. I had to keep reminding myself of these values when I was going into situations where I was working through disputes between employees, as an example, dealing with someone who was stealing, uh, having conversations with people who were behaving badly or not performing. So really challenging and confronting situations that I wasn't very experienced in. And there was a lot of these at the start. But knowing who I was and what I stood for and understanding what that was and what it was I was trying to achieve for the team and the business, it really helped to buoy my confidence. I can remember standing in front of my team at our very first team gathering and I stood up and I told the team uh, what I stood for and what they could expect from me. So I basically put a commitment out there to the team that this is who I was, this is what I stood for, and this is what you can expect from me, right? So it was out there. There was no guessing, there was no interpreting, this is what you're going to get from me, and therefore I had to deliver. And it's in times like now that are challenging, that are fast-paced, that are complex, that are often ambiguous, Knowing what you stand for is so important as it helps keep you solid, it assists in decision-making, the quality and the speed, and it enables you to be smarter about the number of balls that you are juggling at any one time because that can be something that's a confidence zapper as well. It's just trying to do too much, being really unrealistic with the expectations that you put on your own shoulders. So this is one of the biggest tips to build your confidence as a leader. Know what you stand for so you can anchor yourself to it. Like a ship that anchors itself at sea to keep it still when a storm erupts. 
so it doesn't get buffered towards the shoreline. That's the same as knowing what you stand for as a leader. Now, some other gold nuggets that I have for you to uh, help you build your confidence. I've got a few, so I have 10. (laughs) So get your pen and paper out. These are gold nuggets that are going to help you build your confidence. Number one is to recognize your strengths. Take the time to identify and acknowledge your strengths, your skills, and your past accomplishments. Reflect on situations where you have succeeded or made a positive impact. Focusing on your strengths can help build your confidence. Far too often, we focus on what we're not good at or what we need to improve in. Focus on your strengths. Number two is set achievable goals. Break down your larger goals into smaller attainable milestones. And by setting realistic goals, you can experience a sense of achievement as you make progress, which really boosts your confidence. Celebrate each milestone as you achieve it, no matter how small. And this can be personally and professionally. Seek out role models is number three. Great leaders that you'd like to emulate and conversely seek out ones that you thought were crap and you don't want to be like because it's equally as powerful. Don't necessarily seek them out in terms of being a mentor for you, but just look at past leaders that you might have had and reflect on how bad were they and how unlike them do you want to be. Number uh, four is to surround yourself with support. This is so key. Build a network of supportive people who understand what you're going through. So who are leaders who may have been leaders and understand the challenges that you're going through and can provide encouragement and constructive feedback. Connect with mentors, peers, or coaches who can offer guidance and help you see your strengths and who can be there as a cheerleader for you. That can really build your confidence. Number five, stepping outside of your comfort zone, taking calculated risks can help you build confidence. And It's starting small, taking on smaller challenges and gradually expanding your comfort zone. It's embracing the idea that failures and setbacks are part of the learning process. I failed so many times, sometimes monumentally as a leader. But one thing I did was to learn from my failures to make sure I didn't repeat them again. Confidence isn't something that just shows up one day. You have to earn it. And it goes hand in hand with courage. If you want to know more about that, I encourage you to listen to Dr. Amy Silver's podcast that was broadcast a couple of, when was that? At the start of start of this year or last year. But seek it out. It's a really good one. Number six is to practice self-care. Important as a leader, 
because we're often giving, 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 giving to others. And we have to make sure that we're looking after our own well-being. How you perform as a leader comes back to how you are, both physically and mentally. So really looking after yourself, getting enough rest and engaging in activities that you enjoy and that reduce stress can positively impact your confidence. The better you feel, the better you perform. Number seven, embrace failure as opportunities for growth. I touched on that before. Understand that failure is a natural part of life and leadership. And instead of viewing failures as, oh my God, as, as, a, as a shortcoming and something, therefore, what you're not good at, see it as a valuable learning experience that will contribute to your growth and development. Learn from it so you don't repeat the same mistake. Number eight, develop a positive mindset. Mindset is absolutely crucial and to have a positive and optimistic mindset is going to work really, really well for you as a leader. Challenge negative self-talk and replace it with positive affirmations. Surround yourself with positive influences, inspirational resources, and uplifting content that will reinforce your confidence and belief in yourself. Number nine is to practice self-compassion. Just be kind and compassionate to yourself, especially during challenging times. Leaders are often really hard on themselves and have very high expectations of themselves. So treat yourself with the same empathy and understanding that you would offer to others. Acknowledge that everyone makes mistakes and experiences setbacks and use those moments as opportunities for growth and improvement. And the last one, number 10, is to celebrate success. Take time to acknowledge and celebrate your achievements no matter how big or small. Recognize and reward yourself for your hard work and accomplishments. Celebrating success reinforces your confidence and motivates you to continue striving for excellence and also that you want to experience more of that. This is something that we don't do enough of, particularly as leaders. We can reach a goal and then it's what's next, what's next, Stop, reflect, and celebrate. Building confidence is something that's ongoing and often gradual, and it does require patience. So I hope that sharing my story of my situation where I felt incredibly unconfident as a leader has helped you, and I will also add that by really staying true to who I was, we turned that not so great business around in nine months. And I say we because it was me and my leaders, or it should say it was leaders and my team. They did it. They knew I had their back But we turned that business around in nine months, which was such an incredible achievement. And by staying true to who I was, by being really anchored to that, really helped me work through challenges 
and also celebrating the successes. So I really hope that this has helped you. And also, if you know of any emerging leaders or people who are feeling, you know, not confident in their leadership abilities, please share it with them. So thank you as always for listening to and and tuning into Leading You. If you are loving it, I would absolutely love you to leave a five-star review and some comments on Apple iTunes. That would mean the world to me. And please, if you have any suggestions for any guests or any topics you would like covered, please don't hesitate to send them through to me on email julie at juliehyde.com.au. So thank you. I appreciate you tuning in and I'll be back to share more with you soon.